This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella-Earl, James O'Neill, and I, Luke Cupforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for the quick fire round with some of your questions from social media. Don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all socials, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Guys, we're back together again. I'm so excited. I have to say, listening to last week's episode was one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my whole life. Yeah, I was so so angry. (laughs) Was it that bad? I was so, so angry the whole time. But not only was Lucy taking my job, which obviously, as a man, I was very uh, uh, emasculated by. No, Um, It was more just like, I kept having to pause it and like have arguments and debates with my friends who were with me, Uh which is how I guess every single listener of this podcast feels every single week. So I'm so sorry. sorry. Very, very sorry. <laughs> okay, so in our polls last week, Hannah started off with the question Are environmental issues more important than the needs of disabled people? We had a fairly short audience with 75% no. Now, I think it's a pretty, pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty short audience. Sola Luna asked on Twitter, why would you even ask such a horrible question? As if the needs of disabled people are the one and only reason for environmental issues. And as if banning straws would magically save us all. Now, you guys were here last week, Lucy and Josh. How did you feel about the response to Hannah's story? I, I think it was really interesting. I think a lot of people responded who didn't actually listen didn't to the podcast. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so that was slightly frustrating, but I had some really good debates with people about it and um, like responding to the Twitter comments I think the main thing is is that people were quite upset that it even was a question or that it seemed slightly more biased toward against disabled people and that wasn't true at all it was as unbiased and as equally on both sides as you can get in relevance to the story that was discussed on the podcast so I can understand why people took it that way I kind of I agree with them in some part but you know listen to the podcast and the thing basically was they were annoyed that we were asking the question because it feels like a bad question but that question is genuinely being I want to that the government have put environmental issues over the needs of disabled people by proposing this ban without conferring with the needs and about the needs with disabled people. So that's what they're doing. Why can't we it ask that question and hold it to account? Yeah. Listen. It, it 100% <laughs> needs to be asked. All right, Lucy, how did your poll perform? So I asked whether companies should be penalised for destroying usable products. Penalise the companies. <laughs> I'm so happy with this result. 82% of people said yes, they should be penalised. Including, you convinced Josh on this one as well, didn't you? Uh, not really. Okay. No, I don't think they should be penalised for burning. I think they should be penalised for having made that much waste in the right. first place. Okay, very Which true. I agree with. Well, yeah. somebody on Twitter called that guy with the coloured hair, which, use your that actual name. That was me name. for about a year. Is that James? <laughs> 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 Actually disagreed with us saying they paid for the materials they paid for the labor they paid to stock the products why should you have any say on what they do with their own product when you haven't contributed a penny to any of that which actually advocates my point which is the fact that we have a limited amount of resources so penalize them for wastage not for what they decide to do with it all right fantastic and james Hmm. would you be able to take leah's story from last week please yes last week leah asked should the public have the right to 3d print guns at home (laughs) um, no one responded to my call to arms (laughs) I think we have quite a responsible audience because 90%... No, we don't. 8% said yes. Well, 8% I, I'm yes. not happy 90, with our audience right 90, now. 
percent of people said 90% no. 90% is not enough. 8% no. said yes. Well, I'm well, so disappointed. Well, as was Perry. Perry said on Twitter, I'm surprised this isn't unanimous. It couldn't be more obviously a ridiculously Perry, dangerous Perry, I idea. completely agree. I think that 8%, <laughs> I think we've basically just done a poll on trying to figure out the percentage of trolls on Twitter. So yeah, judging, well, basically, going yeah. off the back of this poll, we now know that 8% of Twitter is trolls. I think we got retweeted onto like 8%. 8% of that was like conservative Americans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. love 3D printing guns. Who love 3D okay. printing. Well, it's time to get on that with the show. That was just Donald Trump yeah. on various different platforms <laughs> and various different <laughs> accounts. Okay. Do you think Do you think Trump has time for that? Really? Okay, Not yeah. Oh, no, no, no. To be fair, he doesn't. He's golfing too Melania, much. you need to put <laughs> yeah. on this poll. All right. Well, it's time for the stories of this week. We'll start with James's story. My story this week comes from the BBC. Supreme Court backs agreed end-of-life decisions. Josh, these are the three things you need to know. The Supreme Court has ruled that legal permission will no longer be needed to withdraw treatment from patients in a permanent vegetative state. It will now be easier to withdraw food and liquid to allow such patients to die across the UK. When families and doctors are in agreement, medical staff will be able to remove feeding tubes without applying to the Court of Protection. Relatives who have faced the court process in the past said that the ruling will help families dealing with a tragic situation. However, anti-assisted dying campaigners said vegetative patients are effectively going to be starved and dehydrated to death. My question to you, Josh, is should families have the right to end a loved one's life? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they should. Not like that, though. I think I agree with the anti-assisted dying campaigners. A little bit. I don't think... Like, how do you know they can't feel or experience? That's the thing that I was finding uncomfortable. This is really weird. They're basically starving them to death. And just because they're in a vegetative state where they can't move their arms or respond to things doesn't mean they're not going to enjoy or not going to not enjoy starving to death, which is horrible. If that, they're able yeah. to experience it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That was the biggest surprise for me as well. I didn't know that they just starved them and dehydrated them to death. I do or think... Or remove treatment as well. Or remove treatment. So hang on. What you're saying is... Um, before you could withdraw treatment, people have withdrawn treatment. They've still not died because they're on a drip for food and water and they've stayed alive. I don't think you should have the right to do that. Oh, okay. Well, that's where we disagree. Because that means they're functioning without assistance, apart from the fact Except that... Except for the food. For the food and water, yeah. But they're in an know, unresponsive it is state. Still, it is still assistance. I mean, this is a really hard one because I think you have to have been in, in, a, in a similar situation. My, um, my uh, grandfather, he passed away from motor neurons disease um basically his lungs filled with liquid he wasn't capable of clearing his lungs himself and there's a bunch of other things that happen and he was allowed um to pass away quite naturally um not in that he wasn't given permission they just he basically signed a dnr and they stopped emptying his lungs they came to a a decision Mm -hmm. sure um it's a very painful way to pass though like we had to as he went he you know my mum and her sisters uh, were kind of watching him in pain as he as he passed um he actually um regained some consciousness at one point and um panicked didn't like what was going on oh, wow. and then lost conscious it was a really traumatic experience mm. they tried to pull it but then couldn't do anything about it so already, i think yeah. I, I i agree that this is a very it's probably the hardest decision you'll ever make in your life this is a desperate decision yeah like, this is it's not to be taken lightly and if a family of a loved one yeah are actually at the point where they want mm. to help them go yeah i mean i think yes even though i disagree with the idea of it being food and water how arrogant would i have to be to believe that my to believe that my romanticizing of someone dying is 
is not has not been more traumatic than that loved person Mm -hmm. if that makes sense that mother that father that sister that brother that daughter or son or whatever is thinking what i'm thinking 10 times worse of course they're going to be so why does my dislike of it have any more importance than what they've obviously processed and thought sure and i I think what you were saying lucy about how it's such a horrible situation for people to be going through i think the thing i i struggle with this in the same way as you josh yeah but the part for me that sticks with me is the court you have to go through a legal process in order to let someone go yeah and it Mm -hmm. what is probably going to be one of the most horrible experiences of your life having to put together a court document and a, mm. and, a, and yeah, go yeah, and yeah. see a court yeah, to no, go please let my loved please one die. let my loved one die. like this that's well, a horrible yeah. thing to go what i'd really like to know is 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 that because it was put in to safeguard and to for moral reasons or what people thought were correct ethical reasons or is it because of just a technicality of law because the law thou shall not kill exists well that's that's the religious law but because you can't kill it's illegal to kill is that the only reason this process exists? No, mm. it will be to prevent people dying without it being perfectly proven to mm. a, to a re, to be on no, reasonable. Because there doubt. is a responsible because you know it's, it's, there is still a person be, that's responsible for the death, and technically they will have broken the law. So maybe it's just well, them it may not be an undo. either or thing. It may not be a bit of both. It may be a bit of both. It may be an in between. It's like these two reasons are the reason. Yeah, but it is essentially that, that it exists. It is They're essentially what I think you're saying, Josh. Is you get the court's permission so that you then can't be held liable yes. for murder mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah, yeah. manslaughter because, because of how it exists. Negligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, yeah. avoid any backlash. I think the way it's written on paper and the way the the press have gone about this makes it seem quite shocking, like dehydration and starvation. That sounds mm. awful. But these people are in a permanently unresponsive state. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't know if they can feel things. But there's probably a very high chance that they can't. But I think I'd much rather have... If you're going to have a situation where you're allowed to let someone die, I'd rather you let them die in a way like they do at Dignitas with some kind of injection rather than... Which is still very unpleasant. Yeah, and that that is where it gets to a point of like Also, what about... What what does that do to someone's organs that could be used to save someone else? What does starving someone do to... Mm. The oh, viability of organs. And well, I would say that probably not, doing not the injection probably does. It probably does affect your organs. There's more damage. You're talking it's about press, quick, though, and again, they're kind of like make, using all these trigger words they're and things like that. They're scaremongering, and it's worked on Twitter. It Twitter, was, you're falling for it. Yeah, it was even to, like something completely irrelevant, right? Love Island today. There was a, a story in the in the Daily Mail, the Daily Star, one of those two, and it basically said Danny Dyer breaks his silence over his daughter's exit. That was last night. There's no silence to break. You're just reporting <laughs> on it the next morning. He was just in bed. He was just in bed. Woke up and talked about it. There's no long silence to break. Like it's, <laughs> breaks it's, it's silence. Re- like the way they are reporting is ridiculous. And yeah, it just definitely sounds like they're using you know nasty bigger words to make it more dramatic. I mean, there are arguments against this which i can kind of see people are saying that doctors might use this to free up beds and to cut costs and they sure. might have a list mm-hmm. of names that they would want to kind of persuade the family surely it takes, longer. Surely it takes longer surely it takes longer than an injection for them to pass away from no oh, it's but, not but the injection she's... it's as opposed to not doing this she means like if you're keeping this vegetative state person alive indefinitely because yeah. you don't want to let them die you're taking up 
a bed you're taking up a lot of resources of money to have nurses on uh, mm-hmm. looking after them and so Lucy's sort of saying that I, I assume if I've read you right oh please give um, it a go I am assuming that what she's saying is doctors may start to strategically target families where they're like well we need to convince the family to just let them go in a way I mean that, that person shouldn't be the, a doctor the then. court but well the but the thing is but there are doctors like that I don't I, I hope don't, not I don't I, agree with this surely, point of view but I think it's worth bringing up because I know that maybe other not people doctors out either, maybe management that. maybe higher ups we have to remember this is even more relevant in no, our country they still country. need the family sign off they can't yeah they have to be in agreement but what happens if a doctor puts more effort into persuading a family um I you know, don't they, know. I might, no no doctor has ever been able to convince my mum about my treatment. She knows what she wants, and she's. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree. Like, that, I don't. I don't think that that a doctor trying to free up a bed for somebody who's not going to come back is is necessarily inherently evil because they could be trying to free up their bed for somebody else who, who does has, have a chance of coming chance. back. All right. Well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It's time for the second story of the week. That's my story. Josh, my story this week comes from Time, and it is Swedish woman temporarily stops deportation of Afghan man by refusing to sit down on a plane. Here are the three things you need to know. The plane was flying out of Gothenburg, Sweden, and appeared to be headed to Istanbul, according to the video. There was an Afghan man on board who was being deported due to a failed attempt to seek asylum. By refusing to sit down, the student who live-streamed the protest on Facebook ensured that the plane was unable to take off. Quote, I'm trying to change my country's rules, Essen responded to somebody who asked why she was delaying the plane. It's not right to send someone back to hell, she said. However, some believe that Gothenburg's airport authorities have sent out a very loud welcome to other protesters. If it is really that easy for a student on social media to have an asylum seeker removed from a plane, how attractive must it be to others to head to the nearest Swedish airport and stage their own stand-up protest? Josh, my question is, was it right that a protester was able to stop the deportation of an illegal immigrant? 20 seconds, go. No, I think it was quite selfish. I think it was selfish? selfish? Yeah. Of, of who? Of the girl? Of her. I think it's really selfish. How is it selfish? How is it selfish? It's literally the most selfless thing. Okay, what if there was a heart going to Istanbul and she didn't know? Well, yes, okay. But then maybe would someone stand up and go, but I've got this heart. Still. <laughs> top secret heart. Okay, but assuming there wasn't a top secret heart, <laughs> why is it selfish? It's completely... For that reason. Not assuming, because there could very much easily have been and other reasons like that. I think you have to assume that's why it's selfish. Like, you... I don't it's know. It's not I think selfish. She's not doing selfish. it for her own reason. She's doing it to help okay. another person. Okay. I don't know. Like, um, he was still deported then, I assume. We don't know. I, can't, I, I don't know. I struggle with this. I, I don't think it was her right. I think there's, there are forums and places to make those kind of protests. Um, so, I also so, think I'm trying to change my country's rules. Is So get into politics. <laughs> you know, there are people that want to do that and spend their whole career, their, all their lives learning and the, learning the correct way to do it and to make those changes and have done amazing jobs at that. Other rule it is difficult because, you know, other laws have changed because of because of protesters doing similar things. But I just, I don't know. I did, that's not going to change it. And I, I just think that it was it was quite... She'll have stopped people's days. She's not going to change that man's fate. Um, I don't know. I just think it was a waste of time. I do. I do sort of agree in that the man will. I assume the authorities aren't just going to go. Oh, okay, and just not deport him yeah, again. Yeah. It was a bit of a. But I mean, I don't think it's. I think it's quite bold of her to stand up and do this because she does risk possible imprisonment. For example, mm-hmm. um, she's being threatened with imprisonment. But well, I do also agree if she's with broken you. Broken the law, then fine. 
Yes. Yeah. I, no, I most really most protesters are absolutely, absolutely okay what, what, what with going to prison. Broken? I don't know. That's why I said if. Because you said she's been threatened with prison, imprisonment. It's not her. She's acted in the wrong way, obviously, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think it's the airline and the airport that have acted in the really wrong way by condoning this sort of behaviour. What do you mean? Because they have they have actually stopped the flight. They should have taken her off the flight. Absolutely, yeah. I, compl- I don't understand why they've allowed it to... I don't think they knew what to do, to be honest. I don't think they'll have had a procedure in place that... I mean, this that, is a thing uh, that happens more, more frequently than you would think. This isn't some random idea she's had. This does happen. It's just that the majority of the time, they, the Facebook live streaming wasn't really a thing until very yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Um, it's very dangerous they, they, what they, she screwed up that plane's navigation system. Very selfish. <laughs> it wasn't in the air, Josh. So it's just, it's okay. No, but it's not about it being... It doesn't have to be in the air to, to interrupt, to, to... Well, that, you know... I mean, actually, it doesn't actually interrupt anything, and the FAA have changed their rules on that. But anyway, <laughs> back to the point. We're getting very far away from the point. I, I do sort of agree with you, Josh, that you might have just convinced me, but that it was a bit of a silly thing to do. He's been denied... Silly thing to do. Oh, silly. <laughs> oh, silly. Uh, look, I... It, Sounds like it's coming from a really good place, mm-hmm. but what seems like a very immature place. Because it doesn't seem like she's, you know, she's thought it through properly. There are forums, there are ways to to make those kind of changes if you want to change them. Um, but if I, your argument is to, that she should get into into politics, for example, that does maybe help future asylum seekers. But what can she do other than this to help this one specific man that's in this that situation? Man's fate. I, 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 he comes from. A country where it's very dangerous to be there, and he was seeking asylum. Sure, he was denied, and that sucks. Sometimes you have to accept your your lot. In, Would you accept in life. that? Would you accept your lot? If no, you were... I'd keep fighting, but I'd, and I'd go somewhere mm-hmm. else and I'd try again. But in terms of that specific, you know, country, he was denied. So it, you keep going. Like I don't know. I think no, of course not. He doesn't have to accept his lot. But if he is, she does. Who is? She? Do you know what I mean? Like. Well, that's why people have the right to protest. Yeah. I think it's such a sad situation. I mean, someone seeking asylum is obviously desperate. What's wrong is that they've condoned this sort of behaviour on a plane because, okay, she's doing something seemingly positive at the moment, but what happens if it's someone negative kicking up a storm on a plane and they just let that happen again? Mm. And negative let them get what, what they want? Um, well, because because most then they'd of probably us, be removed. What if it wasn't an asylum seeker? What if it was somebody else, like a family member that was being deported for a for a really negative reason? They kicked up a storm and suddenly they were allowed to stay again. Yeah. And then it, it, it just opens doors. Completely. Yeah, this looks Lucy. like another slippery slope fallacy, though. Just, oh, if we keep letting people do this, then this will happen and this will happen. And no, no, no. But you're OK with her making a protest because you agree with what well, she's trying she's to do. Something well, because so she if, has the right to protest. Anyone has the right to protest. Well, no, you don't. Have, and it's not. As long as you the don't. fact that it's immature is irrelevant, I think, because she's standing up for what she believes in. She has the right to stand up for what she believes in. And it, now it's got millions of views. So I think that's very successful. Yeah, I just I don't think. Yeah, we're talking about it. Great. We're talking about it because it's a media story. I think the media have done that. She could have disappeared into the absolute abyss. So the, the media have picked up on this and gone, oh, wow, this is a thing. Let's get it out there. So I don't know if that's her or if that's the I media and the on, way media is. I saw is it right on now. her, or someone's Twitter. Someone, someone tweeted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So Twitter and the media and the way it works right now, that, that that's absolutely great. It's not going to change. Like, I, I really don't see it changing. I, I... But is it not going to change because the majority of people don't bother doing anything about it? Because they just go, oh, that's the world, accept your fate, goodbye, go to Afghanistan. No, if, you, I just, if we all stood up on planes, then we fate, probably think, have something changed. I think fate a tricky word because there's no such thing as fate. Uh, you said that a court has given that decision. Yeah, yeah, 
And that's why she's protesting. She's protesting that court decision. She protests. But there are forums in the, where in she the can wider protest. scene She's protesting all of them. There not are protests. Just, not just like, the one listen, if she'd have gone on that plane, made sure there was nothing that she was delaying that was important, got you know done it properly, you know had the, had permission from everyone else on that plane that she was like, I don't, I see it as immature and and selfish because I, of that. Yeah, very it's quite reason. immature, but I think that's irrelevant. <laughs> why? Why is it irrelevant? Because she's she's still protesting. I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't. What else is she supposed to do in that, um, in that situation? If she's, what, how can she protest in that, in that moment? That's not immature or. And it is also very possible that she could have delayed his deportation. And then he, because there's so much um, stuff on, on there and, and the, the well, media just... will be going to him and finding out why he's being deported. And it could be that he gets a retrial or some kind of help or lawyers come along because it's such a big story lawyers will go well i'm willing to work for free for this person human rights lawyers mm. and so it very much could have delayed and changed this one single man's fate and although that seems like not a big deal because there's loads of people who do get deported it is important that you have you help individual people not just get into politics so you can change it in a few years time or 10 years time what could she have done in your opinion for this individual man to help him if it wasn't this I just think there. Why? Just because this has gone viral at this moment doesn't condone or make okay, like the way she's done it. She's she's obviously protested continuously, and she's been denied. Like you, you why does it need condoning? What do you mean? There are other right. people on that plane. I, I find it selfish in a sense that there's other yeah. people. It, it's, it's yes, but if this man's going to go back to his home country and be murdered, that's been the case the whole time. The whole time he was in there, every time he's gone to court, every time that that's been decided. And so why, we're meant to why, just sit down and do nothing about it. Oh well, that's the way it is. She's she's taken this situation and gone. How can I, how can I use my voice to try and. Get people to start talking about this and thinking about this. All right. Well, I think we're going to, have to I agree, think it's a agree to disagree yeah. on this one. And you can yeah. let us know what you think on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It's time for the last story of the week. That's Lucy's story. All right. My headline comes from The Telegraph. Jilly Cooper says she loves being wolf whistled as she bemoans the Me Too movement, leaving men unable to flirt anymore. Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. The author, famous for frankly discussing sex and romance in her work, told the Sunday Times magazine that her womanising character Rupert Campbell Black would be locked up in prison in the age of hashtag Me Too. The 81-year-old is also unperturbed by wolf whistling and catcalling and excused some more raucous male behaviour as a result of a high libido. Miss Cooper explained, Men on the whole have been very nice to me. I love being wolf whistled. I know men shouldn't jump on everybody, but I do think that men have stronger libidos than women. However, many argue that there's a big difference between flirting and sexual assault, and if you can't tell one from the other, you're doing it very wrong. My question to you, Josh, is... Is the Me Too movement leaving men unable to flirt? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. No. Oh, men can flirt, <laughs> even with Me Too. I like. I don't under- agree with her at all. I mean, uh, she sounds a little bit like she's been um, conditioned by her generation and her age a little bit. Like uh, the, her comments seem, you know, as soon as you say she's eighty-one, that kind of makes sense in my head. Unfortunately, Ooh, um, ooh, sorry, like it's it's not ageism. It's I understand why she ageism. thinks like that, and it's a little bit late to educate some people, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! I'm, I'm really so sorry, Daisy. I really hope we don't have an 81-year-old demographic. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I can't disagree with her more. I think um, she likes being wolf whistled. Great. Some people like 
getting hurt during sex i don't you don't do it until with you've consent. asked with consent with consent yeah it's it's such an old well, way of thinking consent to wolf whistling you no. can't walk down the street going exactly hey, go on, guys. wolf whistling is, Hello, is, can I wolf is a form of you? abuse yes what if that person it, it is abuse as far as i'm concerned wolf whistling at someone is abusing them whether it's a male to a woman or a woman to a man Interesting. i'm 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 surprised that you think that but i'm also glad um i thought we were going to really disagree on this one but i remember when i was like 14 i took wolf whistling as like the biggest compliment it's right. only since i've grown up that i find it really really bit threatening creepy and gross yeah yeah just a little just a little um well because but, you understand more what it means and what they're exactly, saying exactly yeah, yeah the thoughts behind 14. it and i cringe at my past behavior yeah but what is the difference between flirting and sexual harassment in your eyes i just want to know as a group of men i think by um there's a mutual there's a mutual connection like if you're in a bar or I, I also think there's appropriate places to do it rules exist at work and in certain places for a reason if you're in a bar you're already in an environment where you can already expect a little bit more that it's okay because mm-hmm. you're in a bar okay. also don't assume that again people can be out wanting to have a good time with their mates and not wanting to be approached if you approach someone and start having a conversation I can tell within 10 seconds if that girl wants me to be there. See, like, that's, yes. that's I'm the sorry. key point. There's, I think there's it's social cues to do with... Very obvious not, social not, cues. Not social cues involving consent, but social cues involving interest in like... Yes. Accepting or, or accepting what you're receiving, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And you can... I don't think it's also wrong. Like, you shouldn't be demonized straight away if you go out, you flirt with someone and they turn around and go, oh, go away, you creep. You don't need to feel instantly like you've done something wrong because you maybe read it wrong, you've tried, and as long as you don't persist, they've told you, you to persist, go away, yeah. you stop. That's, that's fine. That's You're allowed to get it wrong. Right? <laughs> yeah, don't harass. You've got it wrong. You go, okay, sorry, you back off. Yeah, I think flirting is about seeing if the other person's interested, yeah. and then you can progress. But I do think that the Me Too movement is changing the way that we accept flirting and the way that we view sexual harassment. I think we've become mm-hmm. much more sensitive to it, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. But that, that's what she's saying. She's saying, well, okay, she's being a little bit more direct about it, saying it's leaving men, point blank, unable to flirt. Mm-hmm. But I do mm-hmm. think that it's making men more cautious. In fact, there was a study the other day that one in three men between the ages of 18 and 25 are worried that some of their past behaviour will then come out as sexual harassment when yeah. before it was probably well, seen as flirting. Lot. I think that says a lot. I remember being grabbed on the ass quite quite frequently well, in clubs, I, I would, but I never anymore. I wouldn't dream of doing that to someone. unless I, I would never grab someone's ass in a club if I didn't know them. But I think younger men a couple of years okay. ago might have seen that as That's okay. That's sexual harassment. Unless you know them. Like, it very definitely was like a thing that people in general saw as more okay yeah i I don't disagree with you i don't i don't think people in general i think there was a there was the creep at the club and it was okay or there was the person that was that way inclined like Mm -hmm. i don't think as a whole guys went around like all guys and it was okay to pinch bums i don't agree with that i don't agree with that but i mean i think if you saw a, a newspaper headline today saying this person this famous person slapped this person on the ass Today, versus seeing that maybe 30 years ago, 20 years ago, it would be a much bigger scandal these days. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you there. We do live in a more kind of protective world, in a, in a very good way, in a very positive way. And I think maybe not only is her age, but her being 81, maybe relevant. In, in I mean, I went a little bit hard on it generation. because it annoys me. I'm just annoyed with... <laughs> but, but also, in general and also I think she probably comes from a generation where men were less creepy I think it's like the creepier oh, men ooh, I don't know I think creepier I men know. are creepy now oh, I don't maybe know. not it used to be okay, I mean when she was a kid it wouldn't have been weird if she was 15 and they were 30 
terrifying yeah yeah that's the generation she comes from all right they were more creepy (laughs) yeah i think uh, so i i actually you know think quite strongly about this not only do i think that it is also in the guy to know when it is okay and isn't okay Mm, to flirt mm, mm. i think that and this isn't equality i think this is just because i don't think it is equal i think men are more physical than women in general so i think that needs to be reflected in things like this when it comes to flirting when it comes to sexual uh contact that men have the onus and have the responsibility to be more cautious. So when people start arguing, oh, well, then women need to do the same thing, but on TV they're being more flirty. Women are... I think that's fine. I absolutely don't think that it has to be complete equality in that regard. Mm -hmm. And we're also coming on the back of a long period of... I just think it's all about those... that kind of unspoken consent as well. I'm fine for women. So, for example... I kissed my boyfriend first. I mm. grabbed his face and I kissed him. But I knew Cute. that it was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because had, had, you pick up on... Yeah, had someone not... You pick up not, on body language and you pick mm. up on uh, like ver- some verbal cues that indicate that there is consent there. Even though I fully agree that like, straight, direct consent is like the, the best you can get. Yeah. There are... Um, yeah, of course, you have to pick up on social cues. But I think the it's, issue it's not is, always sexy to go... Can I kiss you? I know. Uh, well, that's maybe a bit more cute. But no, like another... you, can, you, can, you can kiss someone and if they're like, no, stop, that's okay. Because there will have been something that led you to believe that. Unless you were literally just bullishly going in there, didn't know the person. You weren't in a, in a situation that at all alluded to the fact that that could be a possibility. Well, then, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't make sense I at all. I think the responsibility is mostly on men to pick up on these cues and go, sure. maybe I, 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 do, to, I, I agree. stop persisting. It's, yeah. it's more on men. to stop persisting. And also on the women... The women the woman. The woman. <laughs> I also think that the, the hashtag Me Too movement has made women more confident in their nose, mm-hmm. or at least I'd like to believe yeah. in their nose. Yeah. The, uh, the word no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's nose. what I was going to say, basically, is it's, it's more, back on the question, has Me Too left men unable to flirt? I think it's more that the Me Too movement's left women less likely to just sort of accept behavior from men well, because also, they yes. kind of feel pressured. Yeah. And it holds men to account. And what's really nice is women now have to say no less. That's a good thing. But is it because they're flirting less? No, it's because dun, they're not. Dun, dun. They're not. No, I agree they're not with pushing you. it as much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think. Yeah, I think it's positive. I mean, there's always going to be someone that takes it too far. Mm-hmm. That you know gets angry at a man for simply just seeing if she's interested. Mm-hmm. But I think it, all in all, it's positive, and I'm so yeah. glad we had this at the end of the podcast. Ultimately, to wrap it up. Yeah. ultimately, if the Me Too movement is reducing harassment, then. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the quick fire round. Josh, MPs say that fake news is crowding out real news. Should social media networks be doing more to filter fake news? Yes. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> A woman called 999 to complain that she had mushrooms on her pizza that she didn't order and she'd get her money back. Should we be harder on those who waste police time? Yes, not those who put mushrooms on pizza unrequested. Were they magic like mushrooms on pizza? Were they well, magic mushrooms? Because that's, you value, that's value for money if they're magic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> James! Brits on Stagdo paid homeless man to get groom's name tattooed on his forehead. Is this fun and harmless or shocking and a lack of ethics? Fun and harmless. No, no, not absolutely. Actually, more info has come out, but (laughs) disabled bar. Was he aware? Did he agree to it? He did it for ninety euros. Oh, then yeah, he's he's an idiot. He's desperate. He's an idiot. 
disabled parking bandit. Oh wait, a homeless man. Yeah, I did not listen man. to this story. <laughs> homeless it's man. It's so oh, hard, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go with Luke on this one. Okay. It's whatever Luke says. Just, whatever Luke says. Can we just do that every episode? That'd be nice. Anyway, disabled <laughs> no, parking bandit. dictatorship, Luke. <laughs> We've talked about this. Let me get through this round, guys. You can't guys. dictate the Stop. world, Luke. Stop He's talking. the host for a reason. Oh, the edit's going to be impossible. He made us let him be the Stop host. talking to me. <laughs> Disabled parking badges are going to be extended to cover invisible illnesses, including mental health issues. Is this a good idea? Hang on, wait, read the question again. Sorry, I'm so hot now. It's that's a hard one to do, boiling. yes or no. You're going to rile, rile people up. Good, Disa- good. Let's do it then. Disabled parking badges are going to be extended to cover invisible illnesses, including mental health issues. Is this a good idea? No. Oh, okay. Ooh, go on Twitter. I understand Shit. both sides of it, but still, that was very decisive. No. And finally, Josh, our good story of the week. A man from Bedfordshire has put out a fire on a pier by urinating on it. That's illegal. Oh, what? No, it's uh, maybe it is it's illegal. Oh, oh my god. Public exposure, maybe? Pretty sure. Man public exposure. <laughs> also, is there a pier in Bedfordshire? No, no, he's, he, he's from Bedfordshire. Oh, okay. But the pier was not, it was in Essex. But what? The Why most interesting you, part of the story is that he really far. <laughs> There's no water in Bedfordshire, Lucy. <laughs> he just he was peed in really far. And he he was in Bedfordshire. Oh, I'm excited. I'm from Bedfordshire. And he peed Bring on the pier. To the beach. Stop talking. Wait, wait, wait. The, the peed piper of Bedfordshire. No, <laughs> no. The peed piper of peers. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. Pipe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh. We'll love you polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Piper. We'd also want you to send more questions in for next week's quick fire round please go subscribe and most importantly leave a review on apple podcasts or your podcast app of choice this has been educating josh a studio 71 production we'll see you next week for another episode of educating josh goodbye Bye. Bye.